We sometimes talk about someone having a voice or we say that someone found their voice and we don't mean that they uh, made some sounds that they couldn't speak before and now they can, but that they were actually heard and that they have been encouraged to say what's important to them. People on the margins of society often feel like they don't have a voice, that no one hears them. And of course, this is uh, what the voice to parliament will try to address for Indigenous Australians. Children often don't have a voice uh, because they don't have the words to express themselves in the first place uh, and because no one really takes them seriously. So it's important that we give uh, the weak, the marginalised, a voice. Now, having a voice is a combination of what someone is saying and whether anyone is listening to them. And, of course, some voices are worth listening to more than others, and it's not always obvious which is which. Sometimes I'll be joking around, and Andrea didn't quite hear what I said, and she said, what, what was that? And I say, it's really not worth repeating. But there's one voice that is worth listening to, one voice that when he speaks... He brings life. And we're reading from Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 to 4 this morning. Just a short passage. Hebrews 1, 1 to 4 says, Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors by the prophets at different times and in different ways. In these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. God has appointed him heir of all things and made the universe through him. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact expression of his nature, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And I really just want to home in on verses 1 and 2 today. Now, sometimes people have trouble hearing God's voice. And usually what they mean is they have trouble hearing the voice of the Spirit. Well, what is that? It's that inner revelation, that inner prompting that gives us guidance and encouragement and conviction of sin. You know, God wants to speak to you. And he wants to speak to you in this way, through his Spirit. But there are other ways, of course, that God speaks to us as well. And that he has spoken to us. Verse 1 says that in ancient times he spoke through the prophets. And we have God's word to them and through them written in scripture. And you know, God's voice can always be heard in this way. Through the pages of the Bible. Now, I believe Christians need to read the Bible. I've spoken about that plenty. Reading the Bible is good for us. That's objectively. Research has shown that. But I know that not everyone enjoys reading anything, let alone the Bible. Um, Maybe you can't read well because you have dyslexia or, or, or something like that. And of course, throughout history, many people simply couldn't read. Couldn't read the Bible. Maybe they couldn't read at all because they'd never been taught to read. Or they didn't have the Bible in their language. And so reading and writing was limited to a special uh, class of scribes or or officials. 
But reading isn't the only way we engage with the Bible. Some people read and read and they never listen for the voice of God. And so an important way we can all engage with Scripture, whether you read or not, is through meditating on it. Whether it's what you read or what you hear, we can take it away and mull it over. We all hear Scripture read in church. Uh, Most of us can access an app. So what do we do with those Scriptures that we hear? Do we file and forget it? Done church, don't have to think about it the rest of the week. Or do we meditate on it, thinking about it and turning it over in our mind and praying about it and asking God to help us to put it into practice? Maybe you have a favourite book that you've read more than once. So when my kids were growing up, well, it actually is still one of our favourite books it's actually a series of books. Is the Chronicles of Narnia. Any other C.S. Lewis fans? Yeah. Fantastic series of books. Our kids used to go to sleep listening to the audio drama playing and over and over, and we'd read it together. Uh, we talk about it together. I haven't read it for a while, but it's still important to me because we imbibed it so deeply. So we can ask God to illuminate the words of the Bible in our heart so we can engage with it and hear God's voice through the words of Scripture. So we hear God's voice in the Bible, but God's voice is more than just in the Bible, of course. John's Gospel tells us that Jesus is the Word of God. And here in verse 2 tells us that In these last days, God has spoken to us through his son, Jesus. God is still speaking through Jesus. And yes, it's in the pages of scripture, but it's also through his spirit. In John's gospel in chapter 16, verses 13 to 15, Jesus says, When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own. He will take from what is mine and declare it to you. So Christ the Word speaks to us through his word, the Bible, and through his spirit. But you know, there's another way we can hear God's voice. If we'll listen. Some people really connect with God through creation. Yeah, you're one of those, you love to go out to just, maybe it's just a park or the bush or, or somewhere like that. And you sense God there. God made the universe, this passage tells us, through Christ and for him. And, you know, we hear the echoes of God's voice in creation. We see his fingerprints all over it. There are so many ways we can hear those echoes. So most of us, we can either hear through birdsong or the wind or whatever it is, or, or see the beauty of this world he's created. We, we have the wonder of human relationships. Who's thankful for friends? Or the beauty of music. You know, people who are much smarter than me talk about the elegance of mathematics. And mathematics is being the, called the language of God, which makes it a miracle that I hear God at all, because I am hopeless at maths. 
They talk about how the universe is perfectly designed for life if we will look and see. We also hear echoes, I think, of God's judgment when we see the force of a cyclone or the sheer power of a volcano. God has a voice and there are so many ways we can hear God speaking if we'll listen. So friends, God's promise is that he will speak to you and me. Are we listening? But maybe you think, well, I try, but I don't. I don't hear. How do we hear God's voice? I want to say also, how do we hear anyone as we try to listen to others in our lives? As we try to listen to people who are perhaps different to us, marginalised or just, just different. How do we do this? Well, first of all, we have to have an attitude that listens. And the, with God, the very beginning of hearing God is believing that he speaks. Hebrews 11.6 says, Now without faith it is impossible to please God, since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. I don't know, has anyone seen the movie Eric the Viking? No one's seen Eric the Viking. Oh, it's a great movie. Tim Robbins, it was, anyway. So, my illustration's not going to play very well, is it? It's a comedy. So Eric is a Viking. And they have to go to Valhalla to try and save the world. With them is a Christian missionary who travels with them. But, of course, a Christian missionary doesn't believe in Valhalla. So when they go to Valhalla and they see the halls of Valhalla and these these great stone arches and they're making their way to see the gods, this this missionary, this, this monk is like, what? I don't see anything. He can't see. He walks right through a wall because he doesn't believe. He doesn't see. If we want to, it's the same with God. Some people will just walk right through all the evidence because they don't believe. And of course, if we don't believe, we're not going to hear. You know, if we're talking to people, we have to believe they have something worth hearing, that they are worth hearing. That's probably even more foundational that this person is worth it because they're made in God's image. We can't hear God's voice if we don't believe he speaks. And we won't hear someone else's voice if we don't believe that they are worth listening to. Secondly, we need to listen to what God's voice sounds like. I have a friend who recently got a cochlear implant. And, uh, you know, apparently you can't just plug that thing in and then hear perfectly. You actually have to train your brain to interpret the sounds. And it can take some months to do that. You know, for many of us, it's the same when we're hearing God's voice. We're not used to it. So we don't recognise it. We have to take time to attune to it. When I was uh, about 20, my dad died in an aircraft accident. And... The morning he died, I just had this really strong impression that I should have breakfast with him, which didn't happen very often in our house because, you know, we all went off in our separate ways and had early starts. And I just, I thought, oh, that's just me. I'll have breakfast with him tomorrow. And I ignored it. Now, God's merciful, and I got to see my dad again briefly uh, later that day before his crash. But, you know, I believe now that God was trying to speak to me then, um, 
And oh man, I wish I had been attuned to his voice and recognised the voice of God back then. We need to learn to hear God's voice. You know, when we're talking to other people, though, we need to listen and learn to hear their voice as well because we have different ways of communicating, don't we? We have uh, different cues, different values, different not just the words we speak, but what we mean by those words, what our heart is. If we're going to hear someone's voice and give them a voice, we have to attune to them and not just, we, we have to, and because we've all got our cultural blinkers. So um, in the first instance, it's not our place. It's not our fault if we hear someone wrong. But you know what? It is our fault if we don't learn to listen and we don't attune ourselves to their voice. We need to learn to listen to God's voice. We need to learn to listen to the voice of others. If we're going to give them a voice. And then finally, the reality is sometimes we're just too distracted. Often I'll have headphones on and my wife Andrew will be chatting away and then she realises I haven't been listening to her for the last 10 minutes. In fact, I didn't even know she was speaking. So where's the problem in that instance? Well, I think because of my marriage vows, I'm duty-bound to say it's the problem's not with her, right? The problem's with me because I wasn't listening. I was distracted. I wasn't tuned in to what she was saying. We live in a noisy world, don't we? There's so many voices trying to get our attention. And sometimes we're simply too distracted to hear God's voice. And we need to declutter our hearts and minds and our lives so we can tune in and hear him. And, of course, it's the same with people like my wife on that, that very trivial matter. But when we're listening to other people, there's all sorts of voices. If we listen to uh, debate on the voice of parliament, there's going to be a lot of voices and we need to learn to tune out the noise and listen to people's heart. We need to believe that God speaks to us. We need to learn to hear his voice. We need to declutter and, and tune out the distractions. In these last days, God has spoken to us by his son. And you know, he still speaks to us through his son, through his creation, through his word, through his spirit. Jesus is the voice for generations.